We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Moran here following the Portland Trailblazers 129-125 win, wrapping up their long January homestand, uh, obviously beating the Atlanta Hawks tonight, uh, who were without Trey Young. He was a late scratch. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Josh Hart both played uh, after their short uh, one-game uh, absences. Fun game tonight. Fun game tonight. Um... First of all, business stuff, like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show, uh, kind of get back to the grind just in time for the All-Star break and the trade deadline and then my uh, my pending surgery. So just uh, quick business stuff. Uh, I do have my MRI tomorrow if you're listening right now. I'm recording at basically midnight, uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I've got that. So if you're listening tomorrow to the radio show, I will only be there maybe for the first hour. Um, and then hopefully I'll have a sur- surgery date. So. Um, we'll, we'll have a better understanding of, of where, where the, the show will be for a little bit. Uh, I do have a couple videos on Nas, uh, and Jeremy that are done, uh, that I will probably pop out, uh, while I'm down for the count, but, uh, let's get into to tonight's game. It's always a lot more fun to do these after a win. It's always a lot more fun when they're enjoyable games, 129, 125, just close enough to make you sweat. <laughs> so, um, but not enough to really up the pucker factor. Although, like, if you're a real, real doomer, then you were probably super worried. Um, my eyebrows definitely raised when Bogdanovich got fouled in three. Um, the Blazers, the post game talked about that, both Chauncey and Dame. Um, but overall, um, I thought it was a, a, a pretty good game. Um, before uh, things got a little tight there in the end. Uh, let's kind of go by the numbers real quick. First quarter, uh, Portland outscores uh, the Hawks 31-23. Uh, the Blazers came out and they came correct. Dame said um, in the post game that when asked about the slow start, why it was better tonight, one of the things that they, they really emphasized tonight, we needed to uh, – I had the quote up here two seconds ago – technology – technology where did it go i refreshed it all right it was addressed more than it was the past night before the game it was and this is where the, he's kind of quoting the quote it was enough let's come out uh sharp and execute our coverage with energy and we did that tonight uh dame on one fixing kind of the slow starts and, and where they sat and um you could tell that there was a little bit of relief 
um, from the Blazers tonight in, in that vein. Uh, when they've been driving that home for so long. Um, Chauncey came into the postgame press conference, and you could tell, frustrated by what he called some boneheaded fouls. Um, and he was referring to Dame down the stretch. Uh, unfortunately, Dame got a little too handsy, and even he said, you know, I was reaching. I was doing some things, things I shouldn't have done. Um, but um, the Blazers, one of the things they were really proud of is, the, is their floor game, you know, uh, what they finished with uh, – Oh, is it eight? Eight turnovers? Yeah, eight turnovers and uh, 24 assists. Three to one a turnover ratio, that'll get that'll get you done. That'll get you done. So, uh, first quarter, uh, Blazers come out assertive. I thought they, they did well enough defensively to alter some stuff. Um, Dame came out aggressive again. Dame finished the night with another 40-piece. Um, interestingly enough, it was Grant's, I think, worst quarter of the night. I thought he was great the rest of the night. Uh, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, this doesn't look too good. Ant looked good coming out right away. Five assists in the first turn, in the first quarter. Um, and you could sense, and we, we talked to Ant post game, uh, about this, um, He's not shooting nearly as much as he has over the last couple weeks. The last two weeks, I think the I think he has one game where he has 20, and I think almost every other game he's under 15, uh, hovering around 12, 13, 14. Uh, and his assist totals are up, his turnovers are down, uh, and his rebounding numbers are up slightly. Uh, the more all-around, slowed-down, um, applicable version of Ant, has been there, and Chauncey and, and the other coaches, and, and Ant, to his credit, said that all the other coaches he's worked with besides Chauncey uh, have really helped him over the last couple of games to settle in, keep things simple. Um, I asked Ant about you know his workload and, and if if you know taking a little bit less offensive workload uh, has allowed him to to be better defensively. He said as the big thing for him is just, he's just been more comfortable defensively. He's been really um impressive in the right word. He's been he's been proud of his effort and his intensity, his willingness to compete <clears throat> over the last couple games. He did uh Chauncey did not like Ant's effort defensively in the first quarter uh against the Raptors. Um I would imagine he didn't like anybody's effort or intensity in the first quarter against the Raptors. Uh but the big thing there is and I, I, I try to make sure that, you know, I'm kind of checking my, my bias with Ant, you know, into his new contract. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Um, but I kind of have a, an unwritten rule that I don't really grade guys or really hit on guys' uh, inability to do something if, it's, if they're in their rookie deal. Like, I'll, I'll call it out, but it's like, no, I think they've got time. They can figure something out. Uh, once you get your real contract, you get your real money, that's when it starts, like, really getting home. Um, and so I always try to maintain, like, my idea of where Ant's actually at. And, and I wanted to make sure I, I asked the, the coaches and Dame and uh, other folks tonight, like, hey, you know, are you seeing the same things that I am? And, yeah, it was a resounding yes across the board. Um it's been fun to watch Ant the last couple, uh, last five, six games uh, do stuff outside of just just being a very good shooter and a very good scorer. Uh, I want to say the other night, uh, 
He ran 18 pick and rolls and had like a 170 offensive rating. I think Corey Jez had that one. Um, he was just he was just very good um, on multiple levels, and it's it's we all know he can shoot. We all know he can score. Um, seeing him do the other stuff and doing it regularly with consistency without mucking it up. That's good to see. It's good to see. Uh, so it's a long roundabout way of saying it had a good first quarter. Uh, two or three, five assists, five points. Clean floor game again. No turnovers. Blazers get out of the first quarter with one turnover. Uh, they just shot the hell out of the ball. <laughs> 12 to 22, 5 to 10 from three. Um what ended up being a theme tonight was the rebounding, and that was actually the one quarter, I believe, that the Blazers won the rebounding battle. Uh, second quarter, the Hawks really got going, and it wasn't on points in the paint necessarily, as the Hawks had 14, the Blazers had 14. It was on second chance points. Uh, the Hawks had 11 second chance points, 15 points in their bench. Uh, There's only three total turnovers in the period. Uh, the Hawks out-rebounded the Blazers 17-5 to in the period. Gotta say, having Yusuf Nurkic on the floor for almost eight minutes of the second quarter and the fact that he did not register a rebound did not register a rebound while the Hawks had nine offensive rebounds in the period that's how you stay in the game. Hawks take 27 shots in the period to the Blazers' 21, which is insane to think about when there's three total turnovers. That's nuts. <clears throat> Clint Capella was whooping that ass. He had six rebounds in the period, six of them offensive. Now, two of them were off his own putback misses. <clears throat> um... The last question of the night for Dame tonight, I asked him, uh, look, you guys got on track, you get a win, you're not going to give that up kind of a situation. But, yes, you played a good floor game. Yes, you took care of the turnovers, but you still gave up 125. And Dame's answer in that was basically, we got a lot of stuff to clean up. Like he, I, I, and I, I 100% agree with what he said next, which was, I thought our compete level was there. I thought our effort level was there. I thought we were doing things like we were being disruptive and being in the right place and on a string and making right right plays, but we weren't finishing plays. You can play 23 seconds of good defense. If you don't grab a rebound, it doesn't matter. And they struggled with that tonight. They got, they got the crap kicked out of them on the glass. They got the crap kicked, crap kicked out of them on the glass. It was not close. Um... You look at that kind of thing, and it's. I think it's it's easy to say, "Hey, they'll get that one squared away," because they haven't gotten murdered on the glass like that all too often. They're not a great rebounding team, but they haven't gotten absolutely punked like that on the glass um, with Nurk and Josh both healthy. It happened against the Raptors. Like that's to be expected when they didn't have any size. Um, but that gets the Hawks back in the game. You, you get the first half out of the way. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, 64-60 in a game the Blazers probably should have been up double digits pretty handily. Pretty handily. Uh, I, sh- I, I 
have gone this far without mentioning DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray was a bleepity bleeping dude. Absolute dude. Uh, obviously, we mentioned that Trey Young didn't play. I'd say the Hawks played better without Trey Young tonight. And I don't say that often about a guy. But number one, I love DeJounte. DJ's a dude. Uh, he's a multi-level scorer. He's a hell of a defender. And he's a freak athlete uh, when he get downhill. And he starts hitting threes. He was four or five from three. Uh, it becomes problematic. John Collins chipped in uh, four or five in the first half, ten and four overall. Uh, Bogdanovich knocked down some shots. AJ Griffin knocked down a couple threes. He does the only thing he did. He does. Uh, thankfully, DeAndre Hunter was not hitting. Clint Capella was missing layups, but uh, they were feasting on the glass. So you get to the third quarter, much the same. Uh, but again, Damian Lillard continues to burn the place down. Uh, another ten point quarter. Again, Dame had twenty plus in the I think twenty two in the first half. Again, another twenty plus point half. For Damian Lillard. Um, I want to say it was like Legion Hoops tweeted it out. Uh, they they had all of Dame's games in the month of January. And like the worst game he had was the Philly game. where I think we had 24 where he shot really poorly. Like that's just. That's the game where he didn't play well. Otherwise it's just a bunch of 40 pieces, 50 pieces and a 60 piece. This was Dame's fourth 40 point performance of the month. Not of the season, not of his career, of the month. <laughs> to give you an idea of the kind of role he was on. Um, truly, truly special stuff. Uh, Blazers came out in the third quarter, and they, they don't roll over. So they come out correct in the first quarter. They come out in the third quarter. They come correct. And then, you know, they didn't take care of business down the stretch in the fourth quarter to really put this thing away. As Chauncey said, committed some boneheaded fouls. Uh, you put Bogdanovich on the line for three. Uh, you go back and forth, but uh, you get into the fourth quarter. Um, Dame and Ant carry you home. Get 18 points between the two of them. Ant goes 2-2 two two from three. <laughs> I thought Ant had a tremendous floor game, and he got an opportunity with about four minutes to go. Uh, they bring the late double. He reads it, elevates the throw of the pass, over the double team, and uh, I want to say it was Hunter got a deflection and it ends up being his turnover. There's one turnover for the night. Did everything right by the execution. I was like, I wanted it. Selfishly, I wanted it for him. I was like, ah, he's playing good on a floor game. I hope, you know, he gets to the situation he can figure it out. And he did. Diagnosed it, made the right read, just didn't execute the play. Um, and that was kind of endemic of what was happening in the fourth quarter. Uh, Nasir Little came in and gave him a much-needed punch. Uh, played about four minutes, knocked down a couple big, big threes, um, just enough for them down the stretch. And then Chauncey uh, mixed and matched down the stretch. Uh, Nurk played a whole four seconds in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that's um, his leg or if that's his mentality. Unsure of where that's at. Uh, but Eubanks played 11, uh, 11.52 of the fourth quarter. It's a giant shrug for me, dog. Um, overall, uh, good win for the Blazers. Uh, you know, without Trey, whatever. You know, uh, Dejounte was was more than enough game. Uh, the, the Hawks in general were game. They're they're a more talented team than their record indicates, and the Blazers are not going to balk at wins right now. So, uh, again, tonight you get Dame forty two, Grant. Uh, 22. I thought he had a really poor start, and then he really poured it on uh, when they needed it. Uh, Ant was 8 of 12, 5 of 8 from 3. Uh, I, again, phenomenal game just all around. 21, 21 and 7, one turnover. Um, 
Nurk knocked down some threes. Just wasn't there on the glass. Wasn't much of a presence in the paint. Hawks finished with 50 points in the paint. Blazers 34. Uh, second chance points was 21-3. to three. If you ever wanted to figure out uh, how the Hawks were in that game, that's it. Uh, the Hawks ended up taking 15 more shots at one point in time. I think it was 20. So that leveled out a little bit. The Blazers took 43s tonight, but they hit 19. On a normal night, they should have blown them out. This should have been a 15, 18-point victory. But the Hawks taking such good care of the ball and getting it back on the offensive glass um, was what allowed them to stay in it. Uh, I see some people in the comments talking about Shaden tonight. Offensively, Shaden did some stuff tonight. He had <laughs> hit opportunity. Oh, God. Just a terrible lob pass. I, uh, was it hard? Hard or GP? I can't remember. Um, Shaden tried to windmill it, but it was out of necessity. That's the insanity. That's the insane level of athleticism that that kid has. Uh, he had a chase down block where he looked like he was dropped from the sky as opposed to jumping. And they completed at least two lobs, maybe three, and then they blew another one. It was on a bad pass. Um, the flip side of that offensive aggressiveness is that he bungled some defensive assignments tonight pretty hard. Uh, Chauncey said as much even in the post game. I remember one distinctly where he absolutely got lost on a rotation to the corner. Um, that led to a wide open three. Chauncey basically roundabout way said, you know, um, he's been much better over the last couple weeks, uh, particularly on that side of the floor where he was said, you know, basically said I was kind of disappointed in how he was defensively. What he didn't say and what I, I feel like he was trying to say is the reason he played the minutes he played tonight, played almost 25 minutes, was that Shaden had, he kind of brought the juice. Like him, those dunks, like they, they, they not only bring motor to life, they, they bring the team to life. And I think Chauncey probably looks at that as a little bit of a juice kind of situation. But if it were a perfect world, I'd probably flip Shaden in Nas's minutes right now. Jaden with 25, Nas with, with 13. I think Nas gives them a level of consistency and professionalism that you can kind of account on night to night. Even though there's some variance with Shaden, the bad nights are bad, the good nights are good, the in-between nights are kind of like, meh. But... I do want to see Shaden get a little, or uh, uh, Nasir get a little bit more. Uh, Gary Payton, I mentioned this the other day, is still on a, a quasi minutes restriction. I don't think he's going to play more than like 15, 18 at a time. I would like to see his minutes bumped up a little bit. Uh, for those freaking out about Dame's minutes tonight, playing 38 minutes, uh, Chauncey sent Ant in to go get Dame. And Shaden went over to talk to Chauncey about something. And, um, the idea of Dame coming out, Dame was like, well, if, Cha- if Shaden's over there, I'm going to go ahead and count one, two, three, four. Well, I'm the fifth guy, so I'm just going to stay out here. And so uh, Shaden ended up being the uh, the odd man out, and Dame stayed on the, co- on the floor, and he played the entire fourth quarter. That's how it goes. It's good to be the king sometimes, right? Um, the interesting thing is, I, you know, I was waiting for the end of the night to do this, so we'll do this together. Let's go to the old... Standings list together because there were some things that went Portland's way tonight. Oh, hey, look, look at 53. Wow. Um, Portland Trailblazers are two games out of fifth. All things considered, two games out of fifth. You have 
one, two, three, four teams with 26 losses. One, two, three, four teams with 25 losses. Yeah, that's a lot of teams bunched up together. Not too shabby. You go on. The Blazers are now six and four in their last ten games. The Pelicans are one and nine. The Jazz are six and four. The Timberwolves are six and four. The Suns are six and four. The Warriors are six and four. The Clippers are six and four. The Mavericks are four and six. So the only team, excuse me, the Blazers are five and five. I, I had my my thing off wrong there. The Blazers winning instead of going five and five, going seven and three, they quite literally are fifth. They're fifth. So for all of the stuff around everything, they're not in a great spot, but they're not in a bad spot. Like, there's no... There was no cliff that you're falling off of. There's no, like, insane worries there. My worry is that they've only, the only stretch of, like, good basketball that they have shown was to start the season. But it is there. They're just as average as everybody else. It just depends on what, how average are they going to be. Is the average going to fall their way for a couple games? Or are they uh, basically, you know, one, two games go their way? They rise up the standings. One, two games don't go their way? It is what it is. As long as they're within two or three games of 500 and everybody else is there too, you just kind of throw your hands up and you're like, everybody's mid. Like, it, they just they just are. Which is kind of what we expect. I, I picked this to be win 42 games, guys. Trade. I mean, they were talking trades and stuff like that. Like, we know what was going to happen. I know this team isn't Sacramento bad. Or Sacramento bad. I'm sorry, Sacramento. You guys are very good this year. Houston bad. San Antonio bad. I just like naturally default to Sacramento. Sorry, Kings fans. Uh, you're very good and you're very fun this year. Um, but with the deadline, what, nine days away? Yeah, nine days away. Nine days from the deadline. Like, I just... Yeah. It all depends on how you look at it, how you slice it. Sure, it'd be great to be fourth or fifth right now. I'd rather be fourth, fifth, or sixth at the end of the season. So, um, trade stuff. Uh, everybody keeps asking kind of in general um, questions in the in the chat. I'll, I'll kind of loosely address what I can, where I can. Um, I saw somebody asking about uh, Capella or Collins. I don't think either of those guys are, are Portland-bound. Um I haven't heard them linked in anything. Uh, last time I heard John Collins in Portland was last year before they got Jeremy, and it was a gay this or that. And even then, I think they were leaning much, much stronger towards Jeremy. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that part of things works out. Um, certainly things can change, but I have not heard anything in that regard. Uh, somebody mentioned something about Hartenstein. Um, from what I've heard, while Portland has looked around Hartenstein, I've been told that uh, they are not the favorite to get him if he were to move. Um, so, 
kind of figuring out how that all works out. Um, I was not thrilled to hear that, to say the least. Um, trying to think what other things have I heard uh, recently as it pertains to Portland. Um, I don't think there's anything else new other than what the stuff that I talked about uh, was it Sunday night. <clears throat> I, I've heard conflict. Oh, uh, OG. I've heard conflicting stuff about uh, I know some folks who genuinely believe that OG will be moved. Uh, I am of the mind that it will not be to Portland. It will be to one of Phoenix or Memphis if he's moved. That's just where I think things sit right now. Um, for Portland, it's just a matter of I know that a half dozen teams are interested in Josh, like genuinely. Um I know a handful of teams have talked to Portland about Nurk. Uh, beyond that, you know, I think anybody can go. Um, I don't buy the idea that Portland would would move Shaden or Ant right now. I think if that move were to happen, uh, that would be a summertime move for a very big deal. Uh, and I haven't heard anything over the last couple of days that would make me change my mind on that. Uh, but again, everything's fluid. Um, despite all of the rhetoric early in the season about the Jazz not tearing it down, everybody I've talked to believes that the Jazz are going to be the biggest sellers on the market. Uh, who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> they were a fun story. They're cute. Also, they're only interested in keeping three people. <laughs> so... Um, you know, Vando, Beasley, I think those are guys. Uh, talking to some folks the other day. Um, coin toss of Mike Conley being moved um, was the last thing that I had heard. Not necessarily a, a certain thing, but uh, folks are asking about Aiden. Uh, I've been told that with new ownership, they are open to moving, uh, obviously, Crowder. Um but I think the biggest move that they would be willing to make at this point in time would be Chris Paul. And I've gotten conflicting reports on whether or not uh, they would actually move him now as opposed to, you know, getting everybody healthy and maybe making one last push uh, before making that happen. Um, but as far as Aiton goes, it doesn't sound like he's going to be moved at the deadline. If he did, <coughs> I've, I've heard Portland's name come up around Aiton. That's all, I've, that's all I've got. Uh, other than that, I've been told as far as Phoenix is concerned, uh, Mikhail, Book, Cam, Aiton were kind of like, that's that's what they want to keep. Uh, so take that for what it's worth right now. We're Like I said, we're a little bit more than a week away. Um, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Uh, I will have a, a kind of a trade preview video, live show, whatever. Um probably within like three or four days of the deadline. It's um, close as I can get to with targets that I think that they're there. They've talked to talked about or have looked at um, to kind of wrap a bow on it. And then as we can all watch it together or they'll make a move and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> I haven't gotten any sense for any kind of timing on anything. I, I don't think anything's eminent in the league right now, um, at least from the folks that I talk to. So, but uh, I, I would expect that, that things are, are super, super busy at the deadline. I don't think you're going to see big name stars move, but I do expect the, it does sound like that this deadline is going to be about as active as the last deadline with a lot of other parts moving around just because 
uh, and I was talking to somebody else about this tonight, the idea of the, the play-in game. It really, everybody's a buyer. And it, it, you look at how, again, you look at how tight everything is. Excuse me. Everyone, 1 through 13, can talk themselves into it. Everyone can talk themselves into it. Truly incredible stuff. Truly, 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 truly incredible stuff. Um, somebody's asking if I'm going to have a deadline live show. Uh, yes, we will. Um, we will do, uh, obviously, a live show. I'll be on air noon to 3 uh, on my on the radio show. And then we will. I'll do a, a post-wrap here. Uh, I don't think there's, I think the, it's a league-wide off night to kind of make sure that happens again. Let me double check it. I think that was the case. Yeah. So the ninth a league wide off day. They've done a good job with that. So, um, yeah, we got a lot to come in here in the in the next next couple days, next week or so. Uh, and if something happens out of the blue, I'll, I'll hop on and do whatever I can, whether I'm on air on the radio or here. You know what? Even if something happens <coughs> while I'm on the radio, we'll break it on the radio, tune in uh, for immediate reaction, and then. Uh, Barring a game that night, I'll, I'll come home uh, and we'll, we'll hop on a live show, uh, Brandon and I, or when likely whatever team somebody comes from, I'll get somebody from that team and we can kind of um, d- dive into it from there. Uh, but a good Blazers win tonight. Uh, there's certainly some flaws. I didn't want to go into a ton of them tonight just because they've had enough crap and I don't feel like piling on tonight. It's just kind of figuring things out. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of lean on what Dame said tonight. It's a lot easier to look at things and make adjustments through wins than it is through losses. Um, so, yeah, they weren't great defensively tonight. They didn't circuit possessions. They didn't uh, manage the glass as well as they needed to. They were too um, eager on fouls. But they won. In spite of all that, they won because they took care of the ball and they shot the living hell out of it. And I thought the ball moved tonight better than it has in weeks. Um, and credit to Dame and Ant for that. They kept things tick, 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 tick. It was on time and on schedule all night long. So, good to see. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up now just because it's super late. It's now, uh, what, 12.10? Thank you all so, so much. I appreciate you. I love you. I mean, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, you guys are are fantastic. There's 150 of you tonight at midnight following up Monday night game to the Atlanta Hawks. Listen, sometimes I want to tear my hair out, but it's always worth it. You guys are, are awesome. Thank you all so much for riding with me, riding with us. Um, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. Uh, we will have a watch party uh, for the game. Was it Wednesday in Memphis? Uh, we will have a watch party for the Memphis game for all the road games. And like I said, they will all be open between now and the All-Star break. So if you haven't um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out or if you want to come back and check them out because they've been on the been at home so much, <laughs> you'll have that opportunity. Other than that, uh, you can find me on social media at Danny Morang, at Jack Ramsey's, uh, at Danny and Dusty on uh, 10 to the Fan uh, from noon to 3. Uh, other than that, have a wonderful, wonderful night. Take care. Talk soon. And Brandon and I will probably be back tomorrow. Question mark. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.